What a great podcast for you today. This Thursday, we are starting with climate change, all of the things that uh, otherwise known as commander in chief uh, is doing on climate change and how we are being positioned to be in a place where our enemies look at us like a total joke and how do we fight back especially when we don't have any oil in our strategic oil reserve we're about 30 percent of the oil reserve right now we are also selling a million barrels a day overseas million barrels a day out of our strategic oil reserve and we just sold a million barrels to china and the congress has decided yesterday that gosh darn it they just don't see a problem with that they will not pass a bill that says that joe biden cannot sell any more oil to china by the way their strategic reserve is the highest levels it's ever been why doesn't that make sense also is joe biden being extorted by his son i explain also a school district here in america that has been taken over by the doj and while we're on the doj we also talked about the fbi going door to door in delaware uh asking for your gun to be able to see your gun because you have a concealed carry permit that's happening also with the atf in missouri we tell you both of those stories and what you need to know about them all on today's podcast brought to you by Goldline. If you think our economy isn't in, in for a beaten, well, you haven't been paying attention. Even during the best of times, I suggest that you need to be securing your money the best way you can. But right now, this is definitely not the best of times. It is time to do your homework and see what you can do so you don't lose all of your money. Your money is becoming valueless. Your dollar is becoming worth less and less and less until it becomes worthless because we've gone insane. The entire world has. Call Goldline now to find out how you can use precious metals as a hedge against inflation and a world gone mad. You can get 6% in free promotional metals right now if you start a new IRA or you just add to an existing account. 6% adds up quickly. So don't sleep on that amount of free gold or silver. It's time to make the call. Find out all of the information. Pray on it. And uh, see if gold or silver is right for you. It's right for my family. Goldline.com, 866-GOLDLINE. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about what is happening in our country. And years ago, I said... They're going to tear us apart, and we're going to come to a place where you won't recognize your country. Check. And at some point, we are going to be so weak in the world that our enemies will say, now, go, 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 go. And they'll pick us apart one piece at a time. Check. Let's look at what's happening right now. Our military cannot recruit enough soldiers to be able to have a real standing army. 
we're 50 percent behind where we need to be in recruiting. And they say next year is going to be worse. This is the worst time to recruit. Get this since Vietnam. But you ask yourself, who would join? Who would join? There's no honor in it anymore. Afghanistan took care of that. There's no honor. There's no victory. There's no big vision. I mean, unless your big vision is explore your own sexuality and pronouns. I don't want to go. I'm going to be a justice warrior, a social justice warrior. No, thank you. You think any kid and most of the kids that sign up are from red states. Blue states have been living off of the blood of the red states children long enough. You think they want to go and be a social justice warrior? I don't think so. Our commander in chief is not a commander. He does not command respect. Uh, The office does, but he doesn't. He can't string two sentences together. So do we look weak to the rest of the world? Okay, now add in Russia and Ukraine. What did we do there? We said we are going to put the strongest sanctions the world has ever seen, and we're going to bring Putin down to his knees. Uh, Have we done that? Do you know that Russia can sell its oil and is selling its oil and, in fact, now doing financially better than before this thing all started? So we didn't bring him to his knees. We brought Europe to their knees. We brought ourselves to our knees. Europe now is going to begin rationing oil, rationing fuel. We have the highest gas prices in history, and our president has now twice begged the Saudis, please, please send us more oil. And the Saudis have turned him down two times. Hmm. Do you think the world is sensing weakness? Now, meanwhile, we have released oil from our strategic oil reserve, and this kills me. What is the strategic oil reserve? The strategic oil reserve was built in the 70s specifically in case there's a run on oil and a shortage of oil. We would have enough to run our military long enough So we could ramp up production of oil here in the United States. Well, we are at the lowest reserve point that we've been since Jimmy Carter. As of July 5th, we only had 488 million barrels in our strategic oil reserve. That's down 15% from March. Know that we are now selling 1 million barrels a day. Hmm. That puts us in a real problem, doesn't it? The strategic oil reserve can hold 726 million barrels, I think. A million barrels a day released until October. That's 180 million barrels. This will leave us somewhere in the 300s. By the way, President Biden says he's going to use the money that we're making off of it right now uh, to buy more uh, petroleum. You know, when the price comes down this fall, 
Oh, it's going to come down this fall. Okay. All right. And you saved that money, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And there's another question here. Why did we sell oil to China? Now, we can, I suppose. We can. We never have. Um, it's fact, it's very, very rare to sell it to uh, a co- another country. It's even more rare to sell it to a country and have them take it offshore. For instance, we've sold to BP before, British Petroleum, but they haven't taken it offshore. That's extraordinarily rare. But I, we've never sold it to China And especially a company that has uh, Hunter Biden on its board of the parent company. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? We sold China a million barrels. Now, is that because they need they need oil? They're having such an oil crisis. Yeah, no, that's not it. If you uh, if you look at what China is doing, China is actually storing oil. They are up to almost 800 million barrels of oil in their strategic oil reserve. That's up from about 600 million barrels. So they're good. They're good. So we've just taken oil from our strategic oil reserves and we've sent it over to China. Okay. Do you think our, do you think the, world respects us on this do you think they're seeing oh yeah no there's method to the madness on that one our economy is weak our society can't think our society won't even work it's not like we have so we've created so many jobs these are the same jobs that were filled by people just a few months ago or a year ago this when we hit covid these jobs were all filled we can't fill them now why because people won't work i'm building a barn i'm waiting for some steel to come in i ordered it i don't know how long ago the company has called and said hey i know we were supposed to have it in spring then we were going to have it in july we hope to have it in august why i thought you guys made steel i didn't want to ship it from china No, we do make steel. Quote, we can't get anyone to come in to work to make the steel. Oh, well, that's going to bode well for us. That's no, that's good. That's good. I don't know if you've seen the photos of, uh, I don't know, Harry Levine and Oscar the Grouch, whatever those two are, the cross-dressers. Uh, I'm sorry, the transgender one and the, I don't know, non-binary person that both dressed up in dresses and went to the uh, thing in, uh, in at the French embassy to celebrate Bastille Day with the French. We sent these two clowns. We, we sent a guy who got his own mother out of a nursing home before he condemned all the other mothers to death sentences in the nursing homes during the COVID panic, uh, pandemic. And a guy who teaches people how to wear diapers and fantasy role play as babies or puppies, dog collar and all. Yeah, I think we're sending a great message there. But you know what? At least they're they're less likely to be blackmailed than the president's son. But let me get back to China. 
We gave them a multi-billion dollar airport in Afghanistan. We built it. They took it. And at our expense and our blood, we built that thing. And now they have a very important strategic base of operations. We sell our strategic oil, a million barrels. Then, by the way, they're filling up their S- their SPR. We're not. Or what are we doing? Hunter Biden looks like he was involved in that deal. But is are we looking at blackmail of this president because of the China deals? Or are we just looking at a guy who is cool with communism as a president? And I think that's possible. Last night I did something on Hunter Biden and it dawned on me halfway through. It dawned on me that, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know if China is being blackmailed or is blackmailing the president or Hunter Biden. I think actually Hunter Biden is blackmailing his father. What set this line of thinking off was this. Listen to this voicemail from Hunter Biden's dad about an article in the New York Times that tried to clean up his mess in China. Listen to this. Hey, Palace Dad, it's 8.15 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Not, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, that's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think it's clear. I think you're clear. This is from a guy who was at the time saying that he didn't involve himself in any business dealings with his son. Why would his son keep that voicemail? Because that doesn't, that's not like a, hey, buddy, you know what? I'm just thinking about you. You're such a great guy. And I just love you. I was remembering the time we went fishing. Something that you would want to remember for the rest of your life. This is your dad calling and saying, hey, on your business deal, I think you're I think you're in the clear when you know your dad is saying that he doesn't know anything about this stuff. Why would you keep that particular voicemail? Why would you leave all of your stuff to laptops? He has lost. I don't know how many phones he's lost now. Yes, he's a drug addict. But there is a method even to the madness of alcoholism or drug addicts. Any alcoholic will tell you that you do things, whether you know it or not, when you're in the throes of wanting to stop, and everybody wants to stop, uh, they just don't know how to stop. You can't do it on your own, and you can't do it uh, until you've really hit your bottom. But you still want to stop even though you haven't hit your bottom. Uh, Hunter Biden despises his father. No matter what he says, he despises his father. And this is why I say this. Do you remember the emails that he wrote to the rest of his family about pop and how pop takes 50 percent of everything that I do? You guys don't have to put up with it, but I got to do all the dirty work. And pop has me running around and then he takes 50 percent. Do you remember that email? He Really, I think, wants his father's love, sure, but I think he despises him at the same time. And his father enables him 
to continue this horrid lifestyle because it's to Joe Biden's uh, 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 to his uh, not credit, but uh, it, 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 it helps Joe Biden. So he needs Hunter Biden, and I think he needs to be able to manipulate and control. And the way you do that is always be the guy who's there to rescue you with some money. So why would you lose all of these uh, laptops and not just lose it? He lost it at a shop where it becomes public property, and he signed this contract 30 days after it's left. Six months later, after phone calls, he still hadn't picked it up. He knew it was there. So why didn't he pick it up? I think this is something that alcoholics do where it's self-sabotage. You you sabotage yourself whether you know it or not. You're trying to. It's a cry for help. It's a cry for help. You want to stop. All right. So now we have the voicemail where he's saving this thing that is incriminating, only incriminating, of his father. He also has on his laptop, a uh, uh, he has all of his father's stuff under, a, under the category of pedo Pete. As in pedophile, Pete. Pete was the name, a code name that his father used. Why would you do that? Especially when you're looking at a guy who's creepily sniffing heads and your sister wrote in her diary about sexual abuse. Why would you do that? This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. I want to um, impress on you in the clearest terms that I can use that any emergency order from this president uh, is a grave, grave danger to freedom in America. Um, You know, we look at uh, national emergencies like Katrina, et cetera, et cetera. We understand. Okay, got to do we got to all pull together and do this. This is something that only 20% of the American people and 30% of Democrats actually believe should be a priority, and that is climate change. This is not about the climate. This is about the economy. This is all about changing us from a free market to a managed market, one that is more closely aligned to fascism, the technical definition of fascism, than than anything regarding a free market. Joe Biden is doing this now because he cannot get his legislation through, and he doesn't like it. Well, this is exactly what F, uh, sorry what um, Woodrow Wilson went through. And he said at that time, well, the people are wrong and I'm just going to have to go out and convince him because he couldn't declare a national emergency, although he was the guy. The first national emergency was under Woodrow Wilson, and it gives the power to the president uh, beyond the Constitution. He has absolute power. So here's what the president said. Here's cut one uh, president yesterday on climate change. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for your patience of sitting out here. Appreciate it. Please have a seat if you have one. He spends a lot of... Uh, stop it for a second. He spends a lot of time introducing people in this one. We should probably jump to uh, the next cut on this where he's talking climate change because it's agonizing. In my Department of Labor, led by a guy named Marty Walsh, he talks funny. He's a hell of a guy. But all oh, kidding geez. aside, Marty was a great mayor, and I know... I know he knows how to get a job done, and he's doing two things for me. First of all, as Secretary of Labor, he's developing the first ever workplace standards for extreme heat, oh. saying under these, con- these hmm. conditions that hit this, <laughs> you cannot do the following. You cannot ask people to do certain things. Second, he's sending folks out from the Labor Department to make sure we hold workplaces and to those standards that are being set. They've already completed over 500 heat-related inspections of workplaces across 43 states. And at the end of the day, it's going to save lives. Okay, he's creating a workplace (laughs) standard for extreme heat. What does that mean? That means it can shut down businesses if it's too hot, by their estimation. They shut down businesses. The the way a revolution works um, is... You you first take the legal code and you make everything illegal. So mm-hmm. no matter what someone is doing, you can find a way to nail them for something. Um, and so there's all these laws that you don't even know about that you can get nailed on. So that way they can take out anybody they want, any business they want, they can close down. So they have absolute control over your business. Yeah. And I, who decides what's extreme heat and what's not? Uh, the government does. So at any time they choose, anytime they deem uh, that it's that they think it's necessary, they could just shut you down, just like they proved during the pandemic. Although, you know, there might have been a little bit more reason for it then than if it's extreme heat. Are you kidding? That's what air conditioning is for. <laughs> Get off me. Uh, but he also had uh, this frightening thing to say about uh, not taking no for an answer. Cut 16. When it comes to fighting for climate change, climate change, I will not take no for an answer. I will do everything in my power uh-huh. to clean our air and water, protect our people's health, to win the clean energy future. This, again, sounds like hyperbole. Our children and grandchildren are counting on us. Not a joke. Not, Not a, joke. a joke. Oh, God. I know. If we don't keep right. it below 1.5 degrees centigrade, <sighs> we lose it all. Uh, we don't get to turn mm. it around. Mm. And the world is counting on us. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. This is the United States of America. Wow, this is dangerous. When we put our hearts and minds to it, there's not a single thing beyond our capacity. I mean it. He means when we it. act together. It's not a joke. And of all things we should be acting together on, mm-hmm. it's climate. No. It's climate. It's climate. It's climate. And by the way, it's climate. my dear mother, God rest her soul, you say, Joey, at everything bad, something good will come if you look hard enough. <sighs> look what's happening. Look what's happening. We're going to be able to create as many or more good-paying jobs... Uh-huh. We're going to make environments where people live safer. We're going to make the clean the air safer. I, I really mean it. Really we have an opportunity it. here. Yeah. I'll bet you when you see what's happened here in this cable construction here, manufacturing, uh-huh. and you go back and ask all the people who grew up in this beautiful place. Yeah, look how beautiful it is. What they'd rather have. It's lovely. 
They want the plant back. Put everything it had. All right, that's good. That's good. What, you, it, 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 what he's saying good is, good God. He he won't, and they won't entertain any dissension on this issue because they, as they've been claiming for thirty years now, uh, it's settled science and there's consensus, and nothing could be further from the truth. There's all kinds of people who used to be on that side of the fence now saying. Hey, this alarmist stuff is not necessary. It's not really what's happening. Stop frightening people. And they've completely freaked out our children uh, over this thing. They oh, really... our children are lost on this. Yep. They believe it 110% that we're all going to die. Yep. And, uh, you know, and your parents just don't get it. But you know things that your parents don't know and don't understand. I mean, that is that has been their M.O. And by the way, we can't stop the world from warming if the United States shuts everything off and China just keeps building more heavy coal power plants. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. They are they they're building eight point six three gigawatts of coal power plants in the first quarter of this year. That's nearly fifty percent of the capacity approved in all of twenty twenty one. In the first quarter of a year, they're doing. What they did in an entire year, 50% increase. Are you? And what we're just, is that, is all that smog going to stay over there? How's that going to, how's that going to work? Yeah, we put up an air barrier between us and and China. It's, they expect nothing out of China. And then they say that China's on the cutting edge uh, of this climate change stuff. Yeah, are they? Yeah. Oh, look, Joe Manchin said it uh, said it best. He said, Mr. President, this piece of legislation is going to change our country from when John Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. That piece of legislation will change us to how much more can my country do for me? We are $30.5 trillion in debt and climbing. We have to be serious about this. Inflation is wreaking havoc on everyone's life. I don't care what social rung you're on. So that's why that one was killed. This bill was killed. There's no such thing as build back better again. He says this is a game changer, and it is. And I'm I'm telling you now, I said this months ago, a state of emergency is going to be declared. And that is we've had states of emergencies before. And I really don't understand. I can understand the left when they thought Donald Trump was going to be a dictator. And he would declare martial law and an emergency, and he would just take over everything. I can understand that. I don't agree with you, but I can understand how you got there. Okay? Completely understand. I think it was rational for you to think that as a Democrat. But you can't understand how it's rational that the other side is looking at this and saying, this is fascism. You can't understand us at all. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that there are no signs that you see that we are in deep, deep trouble with our rights. 
I, I don't believe that. You could only see him under mm. under Donald Trump, huh? But now all the things you said Donald Trump would do, which would make him a fascist, this guy is doing, mm. and it's fine. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. That means that you really don't, you're not afraid of fascism. You just want fascism on your side. I don't want fascism on my side, your side, anybody's side. I want freedom for everybody. But if you're okay, you could see these things happening under, uh, under Trump, which I can understand how you read it that way. Yes. Um, and you can't see it. The things that he's doing, not mm. what you're speculating about, things that he's doing, and you don't see that as a threat, then you really weren't against fascism. You weren't. Also, we have breaking news now, Glenn, that uh, President Braindead has tested positive for COVID-19. You know, he's fully vaccinated. He's received wow. two booster shots, uh, but he got it anyway. And they've put him on Paxlovid. Wow. Yeah. Now, is that is that at all possible that this is uh, a complication from his cancer? <laughs> Maybe uh, that could could very well be. I mean, he's <laughs> got to have a depleted immune system if he's got cancer. Right. By the way, play that announcement yesterday. The president said that he, he got cancer from mm. From rain that had a lot of oil in it. Mm. And because it was a four-lane highway that was accessible, my mother drove us, and rather than us be able to walk. And guess what? What? The first frost, you know what was happening? What? You had to put on the no. windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. You get the oil slick That's off the window. That's why I have wow. so damn many yeah. other people I Jeez. grew up have cancer. And why can't for That's the why longest he has time, cancer. Delaware had huh. the highest cancer rate in the nation. Wow. Now, they say the White House said, well, he was talking about skin cancer that he had a few years ago. Mm, huh. Is he? Because I've never heard of I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never been told by any doctor, hey, if it's raining oil, you should stay out of it because it'll give you cancer. OK, I've never heard of raining oil, but maybe it did back in the old days when we had a horse and buggy and it was raining oil. Maybe it was raining oil. I find that highly unlikely. And I'm not a do well, actually, I am a doctor, but I don't want to claim I'm a doctor at this point because I, I haven't fully studied the oil relationship to uh, to skin cancer. I, I don't know that for sure. So if there is somebody that is an expert on skin cancer and can verify that, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, when you live in a place like Delaware, <laughs> where it is raining oil, it can happen. And by the way, it's only raining oil in Delaware because they have so many refineries. More than Houston. Uh, and yeah, more than Houston, uh -huh. which strangely... It never rains oil in Houston. Isn't that weird? Huh, that is weird. So I guess no one's got skin cancer in Houston, at least from the refineries. Uh, we wish the president well on COVID-19 and hope that he rushes right back in to do those executive orders. The best of the Glenn Beck program.
Welcome to the program now. The mom fighting SEL in uh, in a Utah school district, Becky Hope. Hello, Becky. How are you? Hey, Glenn. I'm good. How are you? It's great to talk to you again. Yeah, thank you. Um, when you handed me a I mean, a bucket of stuff. Uh, I thought, oh, geez, how am I ever going to get through this? But as I started reading it, I'm like, this need, we need to do our homework on this. Uh, I handed it to my research team and they came back and they're like, yep, that's what's happening. And I find this almost too much to believe. If I wasn't from Texas with the town of South Lake that just went through this, but had a different ending because the people stood up, uh, I wouldn't have believed this. Tell me the story. Right. Yeah. So I appreciate this opportunity. Thanks for having me on. And it was so great to meet you. And I just knew that you needed to read this. You know, I had tried to ask other people, including uh, Mike Lee's chief counsel, if they knew if this had happened to other districts. And she said, no, she said it happens to uh, police departments all the time, you know, the DOJ comes in and takes over. So, I mean, what we have here in Davis County is failure of our district leadership. And I want to be clear that it's just a few at the district. We have an amazing district. We have amazing um, students. We have amazing teachers. We have amazing principals and parents. Unfortunately, a lot of parents are um, really asleep and not paying attention, but we have a great district. But because of the old, the good old boys club here at the district, they tried to take care of this all on their own, and went ahead and signed, the, excuse me, signed the agreement without even the whole board knowing about it, and they signed so what, their kids away. What was it? Oh, go ahead. What was it that they were trying to make go away? Well, Glenn, just so you know, like we're going to be the first group of people to completely get rid of harassment and racism because according to the verbiage of the agreement, we will be compliant and we will be discrimination and harassment free. Free. <laughs> so, uh-huh. apparently, okay. I hope for us. All right, well, that'll um, be great yeah, when so- you accomplish that. Yeah. You'll be the first in yeah. human history. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but this started with a, a little girl that committed suicide, right? Or at least that's what no, they said. It- no, that's what they tried to say. That's a whole nother story that we'll probably see on a dateline because it's not the true story. But no, it started with some parents, you know, they um, had some complaints. They took it to the district and the district just basically swept it under the rug. They didn't handle it the way the families thought they should. So what I've been told, um, our former superintendent said that that attorney for those families um, called the DOJ and, and that kind of opened the door. Hmm. So there have been some accusations made. Um, and in the settlement, well, in the report of findings that the DOJ sent to our council, you know, it says that they found 200 plus um, incidents, but they never have told us if that is from, you know, the same people or all, you know, individual people. And that makes a difference. So they did this in South Lake, and they said, you know, that there have been racial slurs, et cetera. And I'm sure there have been. I mean, it's a school. They, the kids say right. the meanest things to each other. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the, the town is not racist. The school is not racist. Um, and they don't put up with it. And when the DOJ came to town and said, yeah, well, we've got some evidence. Really show it to us. 
uh, and that thing fell apart quickly and we swept the weak people out. But this district, the two guys up at the top of the school board, they they made a settlement with the DOJ. And what does the settlement include? Yeah, they did. And they kept it really quiet. I mean, I have spoken to district officials who have not even read the settlement yet, Glenn. They have not read through it. I've read through it about 100 times. It's about 26 pages long. But the settlement includes that they will send all of the students' data and all of the teachers' data to the DOJ twice a year. So it doesn't matter if you did anything wrong. Your data, your information, your race, your name, your school ID, where you work, that's all going to the DOJ, and there's no opting out of that, right? Um, It's also open-ended. The DOJ says, you know, we're going to check every year to see how compliant you're being, and then we will decide when you have complied enough for us. But it's open-ended. They're going to be here as long as they want to be here. Um, And the DOJ, you guys can't hire... You guys can't hire anybody. The DOJ has to approve all hires, too. Is that true? Right. Everything has to be DOJ approved. You know, I asked our new superintendent, you know, I said, they run this. And they Holy and he cow. said, no, they don't. I said, you know, everything has to be approved. So also the people that they're hiring are all radical left social justice activists. So there's no neutrality. And this is a very conservative town, right? Yeah, very conservative town good people were not systemically racist. I mean, the conclusion of the DOJ in their own paperwork says it was systemic failure of the district's handling of complaints. So we have a huge failure of leadership here, but teachers and kids are going to be paying the price. The teachers are starting mandatory training in August. They can't opt out. They all have to be there. And they also have to be um, mandatory reporters in class. And I, I've had a few teachers reach out who are saying, this is ridiculous. You know, I can't even, I'm not even trusted to do what I know how to do in my class. And the people that they're hiring, there's a guy named Curtis Linton, and he came in um, as the consultant. And they also consulted with his company, Safeguarding Company. They're paying him $1.5 million of our taxpayer money. And Curtis Linton is a race baiter. He's a grifter. He's a white guy here in Utah. He's been running around for the last few years trying to peddle his data mining products, if you will, the safeguarding company, um, to schools. Well, he just waltzes into Davis School District, and they hired him because they had a woman already working for them named Jackie Thompson, who is friends with Curtis Linton. And so she said, yeah, let's hire this guy to be the consultant. But he is a radical left activist, social justice, all things gender, all things SEL. He's going to be running the show and he has all access to the DOJ to change policy, to give them any data the DOJ needs. And district council doesn't even have to be a part of these conversations. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, And he's also a guy who he's. He's tried to sell his software, if you will, all around yeah. uh, the state, if I'm not mistaken, right? And his, his software right. does what? So it's called the My Concern app. And how he peddles it is he tells teachers, you know, just if you have a concern about one of your students, you know, don't just write it on a sticky note. Those are a thing of the past. Just put it into this app and we will take care of that concern. 
we will take care of, you know, what those students' feelings and who's on the other end of this app. You know, these teachers are going Mm -hmm. to be sending their concerns about our children to this app. Who's on the other end of that? We have no idea. You want to talk about a violation of privacy. Um, yeah. So what are you doing to to change this? How can you change this? Well, you know, I've tried to reach out to as many people as I can about it. I've tried to educate parents. Um, but unfortunately, it's just been done so quietly. Parents just don't have any idea what's coming and that this even happened. And sadly, people still have trust in the doj which blows my mind oh my gosh what is wrong with them (laughs) i know my gosh i do trust the doj i don't trust the doj to watch over my children let alone you know run their school so what we knew we had to do was get in there and flip this school board you know so we just got through our primary elections and there were there's four seats available there's seven seats and there's four seats available and tender mercies there's four amazing parents running all made it through primaries so they'll be on the november ballot and they have been prepping with me to understand all of this to understand what's happening um, so that they can go onto this board prepared to do what they have to do um, to sort of change this but the doj isn't going away Um, there is a part in the settlement that says that the contract or the settlement can be amended, but that would have to be agreed upon by the district and the DOJ, right? So the DOJ is not going to amend anything. They're not going away. So I think our only hope is to get good people on this board and possibly, you know, fire Curtis Linton, get rid of the SEL department because that ties into this as well. Um, so we're doing that right now. Have you talked to Sean? Have you talked to Sean Reyes about this, your attorney general? No, I wish I I would love to get in front of him and talk to him about this. Um, you know, when I was talking to our school board president, so our school board president, John Robison, and our former superintendent, Reed Newey, Reed Newey, they're just the good old boys club. They're bullies. They shut teachers up. They shut parents up. They've trespassed three people in the last year, and those trespasses on those parents are still valid. They've been trespassed from school grounds for about a year. Anyways, these guys, they don't care about parents. Reed, or John Robinson has told me to my face that he doesn't owe parents an explanation about the settlement at all. Um, Jeez. They, yeah, okay. I mean, they just run this, so, run into the ground. All right. So here's what I, here's what I'd like to do. I'm, I'm going to send this to Sean, uh, your AG. Awesome. Uh, I can't guarantee he's going to call you or anything else, but I can guarantee you that Someone in his office, if not him, will look into this case. Uh, and Thank if there you. is something that he can do, I'm, I'm sure he will. Um, uh, Becky, stand yeah. strong. Keep waking people up. Don't take <laughs> no for an answer. Don't sit down. No matter how unpopular you might get, don't oh, yeah. sit down. Okay, good. Glenn, Thank you, Becky. Appreciate it. Thank you so it. much. Appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. Da, da, da. 